I've clicked the button. I yeah, my my button been clicked. So damn. Yeah, I know, right? It's not, you always do that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it annoying? I cannot do it if it's easy. It's only a little annoying because it makes it a pain to sync up our tracks. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's fine. That's like 40% of the editing process is is just putting the tracks together at this point. <laughs> now that I just mark when things happen during the recording that I have to go back and edit around. Yeah. Uh, I just... My editing takes like five minutes that's pretty cool i i have i do not have a podcast editing workflow that isn't listen to the whole podcast and and <clears throat> fix the bad bits i just kind of you know I, I leave the bookmarks in the track as i go yeah if something if i know something needs to be looked at and then um i just kind of trust that i didn't put my foot in my mouth for an hour at a time yeah i think you're <laughs> uh, i think in a way that i think suits the uh the show you're sort of a more laissez-faire editor than i am i obsess over things that no one will notice and spend a lot of time correcting them god the whole timeline is just crusader kings now i need to i need an escape let's <laughs> talk about mega man <laughs> yeah fuck fuck crusader kings return to tradition mega man Hello and welcome back to Rush Chat Radio, a full franchise Mega Man retrospective podcast. I'm Nora. And I am Curly. We're here. We have a brief hiatus because one of us decided to move. Yeah, I know. That was very, very <laughs> unreasonable of me. Yeah. Um, but we're back uh, with two more episodes of Mega Man, as you might have expected. Um... And we're going to talk about them now. We are going to talk about them. And what what a pair of episodes they were. Our first episode is The Strange Island of Dr. Wily. This is episode 13? Yes. Um, which is listed on the wiki as the end of the first season. But that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you wouldn't notice. Uh, there's like very very minor things that you like you could attribute to a change to a second season, but it's it's negligible. There's enough here that you could pitch the like TV spot as like, "Oh, a weird new paradigm for the TV show." <laughs> yeah, Snake Man is going to appear in multiple episodes. <laughs> On a stranded island, Dr. Wily hatches his latest plan, which involves making creatures made entirely of stone. But something goes wrong and the device he uses to control them goes haywire. Mega Man finds himself in the middle of the mess when he, Roll, Dr. Light, and Rush investigate. The situation becomes so intense, Dr. Wily makes a truce with Mega Man to work together to get themselves off the island before these rock creatures can get to them. But can Dr. Wily and his robots be trusted? Are things really what they appear to be? I mean... Yeah. Pretty much. Also, <laughs> they're not creatures made of stone. I was going to say. So, <clears throat> these are fossilized people from a South Pacific island who were killed by a volcano, um, brought to life with machinery, um, and controlled by Dr. Wily. But once revived, they do sort of still have some personhood because they start to uh, integrate their old belief system yeah. into what they're doing today. Um, also, they fight with spears yep. made of stone. Yep, and they they don't speak, but they do heft their spears up and down and over their heads, like sort of in a, um, I guess you might call it sort of a Tuscan Raider style, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is obviously um, some coded imagery there. Little bit, little bit. Uh, so this this is the most racist one we've had so far by quite some distance. So it's weird, right? Because like 
what's actually going on in this episode. So this first, yeah, this description is wrong. As you say, Wiley's not making creatures made entirely of stone. He found some people made of stone and is animating them with his neutral, neutralizer, neutron, neutronizer. Uh, Due to this show's bizarre obsession with like tying every bad thing that happens in the world to ionizing radiation, this is all of this seems to be uh, like Wiley is operating these people by messing with their neutrons somehow. But you know, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> neutronator. I think it was the yeah, neutronator. Neutronator. I think that's correct. Uh, but then, so they he reanimates these people. They go and start to restart the volcano. How people made of stone are meant to restart a volcano is kind of beyond me. But, you know, Mega Man Ruby Spears, that's fine. Uh, but then, much later on in the episode, the, neut- the Neutronator animates giant stone statues as well? What culture mm-hmm. are we to assume that they have? <laughs> they're not more people, they're just more statues. Um... And they certainly have different stylized touches to their construction than the other yeah. stone bots. Um, they do look like the big stone heads. Um, God, I'm forgetting the ones that I'm talking about. I know that the, there's a... the Moai heads, right? Yes, they do resemble that because um, it's the '90s. <laughs> yep, it, it sure is. I guess an animator was playing Gradius and decided. To... <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they have to team up, and that's that's the only thing I can think of that's like, oh a threat beyond even Mega Man and Doctor Wily. Yeah, it's and uh... the threat the threat was. They used to think that they had special powers from the volcano, so they're going to use the volcano to get special powers again which is written on a tablet yeah in like a in like a village in a village that was not destroyed by lava but the people were killed by lava but there's no lava there yeah it's uh i mean uh, it's it's an interesting one right because like i mean I, i feel like it's not impossible to suggest that these people are encased in stone and it would have preserved the like structure of their town. I think more so than the lava, you would kind of expect it just the wear of time to have, unless this mm. happened quite recently, <laughs> you would have expected that. They don't really that. talk about how, how old this civilization is. I do want to point out one other thing. <clears throat> is that this starts with them, um, with Dr. Light making a device to control the weather? Yeah, yeah, right. I, I was going to bring this up as well. Yeah, And there's like a gag where Roll is like, well, it's going to take forever to mop all this up because all the water is like mid-shin yeah, height. Yeah, yeah. And then it cuts the other characters and there's just no more water. <laughs> the water was conjured for a joke and then vanished. Well, uh, the thing that I was going to bring up about the weather thing is that uh, sort of, I guess, in a a very classic example of what Mega Man Ruby Spears is always doing is that, like, the multiple threads of this episode sort of barely intersect. Like, Dr. Light is uh-huh. making a machine that controls the weather. Dr. Wily is making a Neutronator to reanimate some stone statues of a, you know, an, an, a, an indigenous civilization. Uh, and then, like, that disrupts the weather, so Dr. Light gets involved. The weather thing completely goes out of the side of the, you know, out the window. And then also, like, at the end, we have uh, stone statues that suggest that maybe actually the fact that these people, that like the, the stone people that he was animating in the first place had their own culture to adapt was sort of a coincidence and not really needed for the whole stone bots thing. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, just kind of a mess, <laughs> uh, as, as, which is uh, unusual for Mega Man Ruby Spears. Uh, we all felt that tug at the heartstrings when we took those three kids to the cryo factory (laughs) with horrible shredder airman (sighs) woodman is in this app woodman is in this episode i love woodman in this episode he has a shield that looks kind of like a leaf but it is just flat 
gray metal. <laughs> it's, I found this really charming, actually. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, he does use it as a shield and as a cutting tool. I guess like a sword. So that's like the most game-accurate depiction of <laughs> one of the robot <laughs> masters that isn't main cast that we've seen. Uh, he's just kind of there. Um, the other robot, even Gutsman thinks that Woodman is dumb. <laughs> yeah, like, one of the, the, the thing that I really love about Woodman, Woodman is that Woodman gets precisely three lines in this episode, and his voice actor sounds like, uh, he wasn't told, like, what the tone of the show was, or that, like, he didn't <laughs> hear the other voices that he would have to fit in with, because he just sounds completely out of place every single time. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, they're investigating the stone statues at the beginning, and uh, Gutsman is, you know, talking in his usual Gutsman voice, and then Woodman's like, they they sure don't look too friendly. And it's like, who are you? (laughs) Sorry? (laughs) Also, uh, Dr. Wiley delivers a great one-liner in this one. I think he's talking to Gutsman, where Gutsman is, like, expressing concern about uh, the whole stone bots thing. And uh, Dr. Wiley says, if I want your opinion... I'll program it, <laughs> which I found <laughs> hilarious. It's very good. Um, I guess there's not a whole lot more to say about this one. Um, lots of fight scenes where they just demolish these stone people, which was a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, an extinct indigenous culture was like resurrected and tried to reassert itself and then was just as quickly um erased again yeah it's uh yeah not not so great the um the again the like the undercurrent that we've been bringing up every single time of uh dr light is you know basically terraforming the earth he's trying to (laughs) he's trying to control the weather and then he detects like he he detects what turns out to be dr wiley's neutronator but it is investigated under the kid like in the context of oh this could disrupt my experiments let's go and deal with it like dr light gets to decide what he is going to do and then any competition to his experiment anywhere in the world he gets to go and send his fucking gun robot to go and investigate which like hmm, normal <sighs> the special bodies of arm cannoned men <laughs> <laughs> um do you want to talk about the next episode because i don't know if you, I want, you want to get off this episode real fast huh <laughs> i just i'm just like well all that happened the uh mega man knowledge base page for this one doesn't grip me much to work with yeah. you want some fun facts it's pretty it's pretty bad huh uh in some markets this episode was the last to air during the first season it was also the last episode featured on the mega man first season dvd set end of fun facts for this episode yeah, that's that's really one of the most fun facts possible so i can see why they didn't bother to offer any others um then we have the quote where roll says keep your eyes open rush i don't trust these guys as far as i can kick them then rush says kick them. <laughs> It's um, funny how, like, almost any attempt to uh, pull out specific quotes from this show reveal that, like, it's just, like, ridiculously formulaic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> M- many of the quotes could have been from any episode whatsoever. Yes, for sure. Uh, what else do I have here? Um, I Most of my notes for this episode were just uh, adoration for Woodman. I find him so funny. He's almost like a sort of fish out of water in this episode. And, like, and the way that he sort of like limply holds up his leaf shield, which is literally just a shield in the shape of a leaf, I thought was very funny. Uh, and then Mega Man, like the, the sort of middle thread of this episode where Mega Man saves the Ro- Wily and the Robot Masters from the stone bots. And then they they have to team up to formulate a plan. Mega Man trusts them, and then that basically uh, forms a basis for Mega Man to try and destroy the Neutronator, and then Guts Man to like throw a tree at him and be like, "Oh, sorry, I missed," because they don't want him to destroy the Neutronator. Uh, that's one of the dumber threads that this this show has had, but you know, it's decently funny. And then. Uh... <laughs> there is a there is a line where. Um... Uh, when they see the uh, the people, the, the stone people, taking the Neutronator away to like to the volcano, uh, someone, maybe Cutman, says uh, they must think the Neutronator is magic, which is like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it only resurrected their bodies encased in stone. 
imagine. I mean, that's basically magic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I would, I would definitely like. Not even just that. Like that's probably one of the more magical things that has happened in this show. And like, oh, for sure. below the sort of like halfway mark, there's still a bunch of stuff where I'd be like, yeah, that's basically magic. <laughs> and... I love. You know what? The, what? Everyone's favorite part of Star Wars is the part where C-3PO pretends to be a god. And so I'm glad that we got a little homage to that here, because that's everyone's favorite part. Yeah, everyone loves that part. People are always talking about how great that part is. Uh, uh, oh, and as a conclusion to the uh, Wily and Light team up to, to deal with the, the stone bots, uh, a genuinely funny joke in this episode is how, uh, like, you know, the question of how Wily is going to escape and turn back to, to to evil, to his ways of villainy, I guess, you know, preys pretty heavily on your mind. Uh, and he does it by, while he's hiding in the aeroplane with uh, Light and Roll, he, like, uh, while the camera is off him, he just leaves and welds the door shut so they can't <laughs> chase him. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, Roll just has like a can opener arm, which works <laughs> yeah. on planes. I mean, if you think about it, you know, airplane cabin, just a really big can. Yeah. Um, and the everything goes wrong because it overheats. The, the Neutronator overheats, and that's why they attain free will. Yeah. So then they, they fix it. But then when he tries to resurrect the bigger statues, it overheats again, and then they destroy the thing. Yeah, like, I, I don't really understand why the Neutronator overheating granted autonomy to this resurrected ancient civilization, but, you know, <laughs> science, I guess. So yeah, I mean, pretty dense episode, but all, it's all bad. Like, <laughs> the density is all bad. Yeah. Um, and they do make a point of showing that all of the people go back to being dead before the the episode ends. Yeah, you know, can't can't have them, like, uh, influencing culture in any way. Gotta make no, sure no. their uh, influence is completely shut out before we can move on to your regularly well, we scheduled have... normalcy. We can't have things carry over from one episode to another. Oh, of course, that would be that would be that would be absurd in this show. Don't you remember all those great characters, like Brie Ricotta? <laughs> <laughs> Pull one out for Brie Ricotta. I don't know if we've had a, a bit as funny as Brie Ricotta on this show <laughs> since. Uh, I'm still waiting for the one other part of the show that I saw before seeing the TV show. Uh-huh. Uh, we haven't hit it yet. Someday we will be gifted with Gutsman's ass. <laughs> I mean, someday very, very soon. We're uh, yeah, we're in the back half of the show now. And the ass is in the back half of Gutsman. So exactly. Like, bound to come across it sooner <laughs> or later. <sighs> but yeah. That's the strange... Island of Dr. Wily. Not very Island of Dr. Moreau-like, but, you know, pretty par for the course know- of this show. I don't know what that is. It's I've a heard the name before. Book. Okay, well, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I first heard about it because I think there's, like, a Borderlands pun on it. Oh, and then yeah? That was the first time I'd heard of it, or something like that, and then... I know that it was a book, I just don't really know what it is. It was about, like, uh, a, well, I read it a very long time ago, but the the premise is that a, a guy travels to an island and there are, like, human-animal hybrids on the island. Oh, Spy Kids. Yeah, it's Spy Kids. It's exactly Spy Kids. Okay. D- Danny Trejo is in it. Oh, awesome. Do we want to move on to season yeah, two, episode about... one, or episode 14 of Mega Man Ruby Spears? Stay tuned, we'll be right back after these messages. No, this is the 16th episode. 
Oh, of course. Yeah, you're right. It is the 16th episode. It was aired 14th, but it is the 16th episode. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> the YouTube says episode 14. It's the, the 14th episode we're discussing on this show. Uh, it's it's an episode of the Mega Man animated series. This episode was written by Michael O'Mahony. Near the wild western-themed town of Red Gulch, Dr. Wily discovers a meteor with crystals that can apparently make normal robots super-powered robots. However, the crystals also have an unexpected side effect of overloading the circuits on the robots, using them after a random period of time. (laughs) This dangerous turn makes Mega Man's job easier. Or does it? So that had nothing to do with the plot of the episode. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Because there's a meteor. They were tracking the meteor. And then Dr. Wily reveals, ah, not only do I know where the meteor is landing, it's actually landing right next to my other pre-existing evil plan. <laughs> yeah. To steal a train carrying enough gold to make, to like, found a country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 when he gets the gold, he does say he is now more wealthy and more powerful than several countries. That's a lot of gold. It's a lot of gold. Um... So his deal is he's going to take the pieces of the meteor and turn his robots into super robots and then have all of these, all this gold to help fund creating an army. Um, everyone knows that if you're rich enough, you don't even need an army to rule the world. Like, <laughs> come on, Wiley. Uh, we've already established that Wiley's not interested in these, like, you know, these limited perspectives of world domination. He's, he wants, like, troops on the streets. He wants, you know... He wants his face on every building. Yeah, he wants his face on the money, on the buildings. He wants all of. He co- constantly talks about how he wants his robots installed in all of the relevant like government positions, yeah. that kind of thing. Maybe he's just really interested in the way that governments work, and he wants to be like involved <laughs> in that. He wants to be like part of the system. Should Doctor Wiley get into Model UN? Would that would that be a creative hobby for him? <laughs> Constructive hobby? That or just grand strategy games? <laughs> <laughs> Crusader Kings Three for Doctor Wiley. <laughs> <sighs> Dr. Wiley, go on three moves ahead. <laughs> here's a here's a um, topical joke for you. With all that gold that Wiley gets <laughs> off of the off of the train, he could afford the Crusader Kings 3 expansion pass, which is currently fourteen hundred pounds <laughs> on the Epic Game Store. Excuse me? I, I assume it's an incorrect listing, but it certainly does say that. Hang on, I, I Is shall... that just how heavy the disc is? <laughs> <laughs> no. It is not. I shall... I don't even know how to get to the Epic Store. I shall put it in the studio. There you go. Epic Store. It's oh, it's installed you... on your computer, typically. It's a website, too, like Steam. Okay. It does just look like Steam. It's just Steam, but, like, with a different font. Fair enough. Kind of. What is? What are we looking for again? Crusader Kings. Crusader Kings. I, I posted a picture in the uh, in the studio. Because uh, I I typed in Crusader Kings and it said no results, so I have no idea what to tell you. The uh, yeah, the Epic Game Store is uh, you know it's not it's not great. It's missing some features. <laughs> <laughs> like a search bar. A search bar. A friends list. Oh, maybe it has a friends list now. It didn't for a while. It's yeah, reviews or you know any kind of system for that kind of thing. Anyway, it does have. Uh, I just clicked strategy, and one of the first games that is on this list is just called The Settlers. Oh yeah, yeah, The Settlers is very famous. That's, really? Uh, yeah, it's like a it's like a storied series. Anyway, uh, it's not out yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be. When did the first Settlers game come out? 25 years ago. 27 years ago. 1990... Wait, yeah. Right? 1993. Bam. So anyway, Mega Man. (laughs) The Ruby Spears cartoon. So, Dr. Wily... I, 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 I have this in my notes, and I'm not really sure what happened here, but like... When they're tracking the trajectory of the meteor, Dr. Wily says, Ah, well, what I know that nobody else knows is where the meteor's gonna land. And that's what leads Proto Man to say, By the way, that gold train is gonna be nearby where it lands. 
But he's like just he's wrong about that because yeah. the entire scientific community knows exactly where it's gonna land. Right, because Doctor Light is also like, uh, I don't know what to call it, like a a, a leader of NASA apparently. <laughs> like, I mean, are you gonna say no? No, because he has a, he has a man with a gun arm. <laughs> he has a gun child. <laughs> Um, even the uh, know, even the kitchenware what, child could probably do some damage. I don't know what you call people who are have influence in NASA if they're like directors or whatever, but uh, shareholders. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what NASA is. The shareholders of NASA are the public, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> I believe NASA has a director. Sure. Apparently, if oh a board, if there's like a board of people then regardless dr light is the has the biggest meat in nasa and so he gets to participate in all of the <laughs> missions and all of the things dr light it, it, like there's a you know when the uh heads of staff at nasa meet there's like a chair that's always empty that dr light can walk into the room and sit in whenever he likes but he's almost and never it, there but it does always have a webcam in it <laughs> And they they don't know whether it's on or not. Yeah, exactly. They can't <laughs> they can't tell. But you know they they they're they're always under his watchful eye. Of course, he's sort of like a like a like a helpful brother, <laughs> like an older brother. Nineteen eighty four. Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> we're just we're just skipping to the punchline on that one. <laughs> Don't we have to say 1980 Fortnite now? 1980 Fortnite? Yeah. Why? You can't have missed this news. This was, like, all over the internet. What do you mean? Uh, damn, I'm, 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 I'm owning myself as a games Twitter user now. It's, uh, it, the, uh, Apple... So, Epic Games said they wanted all of the in-app purchase money instead of the 70% oh, that right. Apple yeah, gives yeah. them. And then Apple said, you can get off our network then. And then Epic said, it's like 1984 and screened a commercial in Fortnite that was the old Apple 1984 commercial, but about Fortnite. The dead speak! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move swiftly on from this because it's upsetting me thinking about it. So... Red Gulch is introduced as sort of a western town, but clearly like a fake western town. Yeah, it's like a tourist attraction. Yeah, except that at the end, they're all just real cowboys. <laughs> like, it forgets over the course of the episode that it's a fake cowboy town, and at the end, none of these tourists are there. It's just the real-ass cowboys. <laughs> yeah, and they make Mega Man the sheriff for the day. Yeah, they give him a cowboy hat and a sheriff badge. I guess that was what left me with the vibe that it was like a tourist attraction, right? Like if a kid wandered in and, and you know, it was their birthday, <laughs> let them be the if sheriff for wandered, the day. <laughs> if a kid wandered in with a gun for a hand. <laughs> and, you know, like electrocuted his brother and all that stuff, you'd make him sheriff for the day. I... Someone is fucking honking their horn outside. I don't know what that's about. Oh my god. <laughs> can you hear that? Yeah, no, I can hear it. I can hear it. I mean, you know, it's it's fine. It's just it's just some uh it's just some ambience for our podcast. You know, people will listen to this uh people will listen to this. I guess they won't listen to it while walking to work probably in the I mean, you know, there's a lower chance they'll be listening to it while walking to work in the current environment. Mhm. But it's just uh, it's genuine, you know. Distant car horns. Oh, it's really going, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love it. Uh, I love it. Um. Anyway, I was. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to Red Gulch. They do go to Red Gulch. Uh, I skipped to the end by accident on this video, but they go mm -hmm. in a jeep. For some reason. Also, Red Gulch is in Texas. I don't know if if we mentioned that. I, I sort says, of vaguely assumed it was, but if pressed, I wouldn't have you know said that with any confidence. 
I mean, it's not actually. Uh, it's the American desert, and then everyone has a Texas accent, but I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be, like, Nevada. Right, yeah. Just geographically, uh, there's not that m- Oh, that's a very good Dr. Lightface I just stopped on. I'm going to get a screenshot of that real quick. Um, <laughs> uh, there's not this much um, sort of uh, diversity of elevation, I would say, in the parts of Texas that I have been to. Right. But, well, what do I know? I haven't been to all of Texas. <laughs> anyway. Uh, just a, a, a brief aside, a, a, a pin that we can put in for the end of the episode, which I didn't mm-hmm. notice, is that, uh, y- you know, that thing, that, that, that sort of endless mine of fantastic content, is that, uh, well... This episode has a, a different credit song to every other episode uh-huh. of the Mega Man yeah. animated series. Uh, and it sure does. The band who did it have a Mega Man fan <laughs> Mega Man knowledge base page. Oh. That doesn't go to Wikipedia. That goes to it the Mega Man go to knowledge Wikipedia. page. Oh my god. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll uh, put a pin in that one for later. Yeah, so. Um, obviously this is the first place we want to go to if we want to talk about bands on this podcast. Absolutely. Um, there's, it's a fucking cartoon. They fight, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do this now. We have 12, le- 12 episodes left of the show to cover. I know. Oh, I can't wait for us to watch the anime with like, <laughs> oh, I can't wait. With like characters and like events. <laughs> And even if, like, oh, here, this this episode had a one-off thing, it's like, oh, well, we're going to a goal. We have arcs, and we have things that are going to happen over the course yeah. of... New characters will turn up and be in the episode after the episode yeah. they turn up in. <laughs> I'm so fucking psyched. We're halfway <laughs> through this show, and I have enjoyed the experience of watching it and podcasting about it, but God, I miss plots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I imagine it must be a pretty stark contrast to, uh, to you know, researching for Journal Updated, which is, like, you know, the opposite, I guess. Uh, I, uh, don't talk to me about Journal Updated. I have to start playing Mass Effect 3 today. <laughs> <laughs> Sooner you than me, friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I also can't wait for 2021 where we're going to play some other stuff. Uh, it's gonna be good. Anyway, Dr. Wiley has put all of the scientists from NASA to work. Yeah, I, 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 as miners. Yeah, he's get. Yeah, it's not really clear what's happening here to me. Anyway, well, he's he's extracting the crystals, um, and he decided that oh, all these smart people they know about crystals. They should be the ones like excavating the crystals. Also, I mean, that it, makes sense. It's a it's a you know it's a thematic payoff right because the reason dr wiley turned to evil in the first place was because he felt like he was just a laborer for dr light's true genius so he gets these you know other smart people to do labor for him yeah um and you said this show didn't have a plot it doesn't (laughs) unless you want to say like oh we see all these different instances of Wiley ex- exploiting and extracting value from people. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we can see the metaphor of our previous episode as, like, the way that value is extracted at the cost of real cultures in the world. I don't think that's what they were going for. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this scene, uh, what I fa- thought was very good was that... Uh, the, one of the one of the scientists who's you know mining away is like, "You're a sick man, Wiley." And Wiley says, "Can a <laughs> can a sick man do this?" Uh, and presumably is referring to the building of an autonomous robotic bat. But he immediately follows it by laughing maniacally. So it sounds like he's talking about that instead. <laughs> can a sick man do a Joker laugh? <laughs> Oh, it's really good. 
By the way, uh, this is one of the things that I was going to say is like maybe you could say as an indicator that we're in a second season now is that this episode has both Snake Man and Drill Man and I gather Snake Man will be back again later. Mm-hmm. Which, wow. Imagine. I'm guessing Drill Man won't. Yeah, I, I think that guy's dead forever. <laughs> I don't remember Drill Man. I thought that they had just misnamed Crash Man. <laughs> Uh, and then I remember that that's not what Crash Man looks like. Yeah, no, Crash Man just unrelatedly has drill, drills for hands. <sighs> this uh, this episode reuses knocking people into minecarts, which carry them off screen. We had that already <laughs> in the underwater episode. That's true. Uh, and then use, reverses it so Mega Man sneaks back in in the minecart, um, but then Proto Man just sees him because he has the high ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mega Man can't do shit to anybody because everyone is super powered. Yeah. Uh, but he can apparently float. Oh. He 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 does just float in this scene. Oh, okay. Where he's fighting, um, Cut Man. Uh, he's just floating in the air as if he were swimming for no reason. Yeah. That's how uh, that's how this show, you know, elevates the stakes, is that they get the meteorite, which supercharges everyone, and then it shows you that Cutman doesn't suck anymore, which makes you know things have to be serious for Cutman to not suck anymore. Oh yeah, another thing I noticed while I was re-watching these episodes was uh, something I'd taken notes on before is that uh, this episode I think maybe sets the record for the most cuts between setup and punchline, which is, it's like <laughs> three. Like, Proto Man says, I guess you're caught between a rock, and then there's like six full seconds of silence while it cuts to whatever he's shooting at to trap Mega Man. And then he says, and a hard place. Not only that, that also, that one-liner was in the last episode. Yes. Because last they episode was the Rock again. People episode. Yeah. Except that it was Mega Man who said it, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think that's true. He said, he said we, we're between a rock and a hard place yeah. because the people were made of rocks, you see. Yeah, yeah. Fuck this cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we're treated to Rush doing a sexy pose in the eye catch. Yep, I uh, I tweeted that to wound you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. You're very welcome. Rush jet at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot of weird faces in this one. Maybe they changed some animators in the second season or something, because like, there's some weird face things or like some characters are a little bit off model in new ways that aren't usual ways for i this show. can't say i noticed but i honestly i'm not <laughs> i'm not keeping an eye out for this show's model consistency uh i mean i'll send you this picture of proman His head is like Ooh. forward, like he's a bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's just a different vibe a little bit in some of these uh, uh, some of these scenes. I will say yes. I did notice that when Mega Man is on the operating table after he short circuits from having the super meteorite segment in his body, he is like, he definitely wakes up with a sort of like menacing gurn on his face and keeps it there while talking to Doctor Wily, which I thought was uh, Doctor Light, which I thought was quite weird, but. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely keep that in mind as I watch the rest of these episodes. Yeah, just some weirdness here and there that I, was enough for me to like just think about. Um, Drill Man looks terrible. Drill Man does look terrible. Um, I mean, he looks like what Drill Man would look like if Drill Man were real. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's a drill man. <laughs> uh, but he does look like shit. <laughs> uh, 
so I, the one thing I do want to bring up about this episode is uh, I talked a while back about I got mad that this show never did anything with any of the various like really easy visual gags it sets up. And actually, I think that maybe so far this is my favorite episode because they have the most fun with the, uh, you know, still completely like unrelated to the plots that it establishes at the beginning of the episode, but like the visual uh, flair that they set up with all of the like fake Wild West town stuff. Like they actually use that to be funny a number of times, which is a real departure for this show. <laughs> like yeah. when snake man comes in through the saloon doors, like, you know, with the sun behind him. So like just the, the light coming through the saloon doors is illuminating him. That looks really cool. And then Mega Man like waves Dr. Light and Dr. Roll away and then like squares up. That's really good. Uh, and then later on in the episode when, uh, the whole, all of the robot masters and proto man are like, you know, sauntering through the town this town's <laughs> not big enough for all six of us uh, like genuinely funny and like yeah. uses the the cowboy theming in a fun way I, I liked it it's like they got a writer yeah right exactly it's like <laughs> it's like somebody was like oh hey actually <laughs> i know we i know we decided to set this episode in a wild west town but what if what if we wrote the script with that in mind yeah so just I'm just going to take the clowns out of this episode. We're going to do Cowboy, because it is in the Cowboy Town. At one point in this episode, Mega Man is under attack from multiple angles, and he says, I feel like I'm in a video game, which is illegal. So maybe this episode's bad, actually. Actually. Oh, that's how you know they got a writer. Um, so uh, Snake Man gets beaten up by Mega Man. In the, he gets thrown out through the saloon doors again. Very good. Uh, and then he crawls back to Doctor Wily and says, "You better be careful. Mega Man's got his hand on a piece of the meteor." And it, we cut back to Doctor Wily, who like screams. He's like, "Ah!" He's like pulling his hair out. And then it, it plays the like you know bad thing happened sting. Uh, and then rather like it like it plays that sting like it's gonna cut away, and then it doesn't. It just holds. That music ends. Dr. Wiley stops screaming, pauses for a minute, and then just starts talking about how, well, okay, I guess that's fine. He says, no matter. I tweeted yeah. it on the on the account. Yeah, which is like, actually sort of like, maybe unintentionally, maybe intentionally, sort of like almost kind of Coen Brothers-esque to hold on this like <laughs> classic cutaway thing just for long enough for it to look really silly. <laughs> Uh, and it does look really silly. Um, there's a big shootout in the end um, where Mega Man has a tiny piece of crystal installed into his gun so that he can zap people to negate the super energy of the crystals. Um... And how he does this is he maneuvers everyone in the town to be in the right spot so that he can shoot something at a mirror that it bounces off of six different things and then it gets like dispersed so that it hits everyone. Um, but one of the things it bounces off of is just a pot. Yeah, it's a really shiny antique vase, I guess, just kicking around in a, in a Wild West town. Yeah, that's just... I don't really know why it the pot was there but <laughs> otherwise it just kind of sprays everyone with this um with this beam with this like sort of piss yellow beam <laughs> um and it also hits all the batontons but batonton is that right yeah batontons batontons yeah i thought they smelled bad on the outside um <laughs> But then they drain all the powers and restore the status quo and Mega Man is gifted a symbol of state power by the <laughs> now legitimate cowboy town. <laughs> For, formerly fake, now seemingly real. Because <laughs> unless all the actors are still doing their shticks during the fight scene, uh, those are just people. Maybe they're just method actors. You know, they didn't realize that the uh... oh, so assholes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Cowboys. 
Like the guy in the barber chair. <laughs> He's just here for a haircut. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Other uh, other things I have in my notes about this episode are uh, it's really noticeable in this episode, which is like we've had more than one episode now, which is very batonton driven. This is one of those. Uh, mm-hmm. The Batontons are a threat to Mega Man. They track Mega Man. They report to Doctor Wily. Uh, Doctor Wily, you know, threatens Mega Man with them again. Uh, it's really noticeable in this episode that Batontons have one sound effect played on a very short loop at mm-hmm. very slightly varying volumes. It's really annoying. Uh, it, it's like I don't know. Maybe it's like an authentic bat screeching noise, but it's just a really annoying squeaking, and it plays like at, because of the sort of as we've talked about before the general. <laughs> like just noise of this show's soundscape it, it really like yeah. layers into all of that and it's just unpleasant um if you want the entire Mega Man Ruby Spears cartoon in microcosm it's uh Mega Man beating Drill Man taking his power saying I've got your pa- I've got your weapon now he doesn't even say I got your power what the hell <laughs> uh and then Proto Man's like face it Mega Man you can't beat us you better join us and Mega Man says I can dig that and shoots a drill at his feet and the ground explodes and he falls in a <laughs> hole. It's really funny because it happens so quick. Do you think he writes these beforehand? Like <laughs> on round to the fight? Or... Oh, I thought you meant like the voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> Wander up into the booth and be like, uh, drill? Yeah, I can dig that. Um... <laughs> <sighs> Uh, and then in the, at the end of the fight scene where Mega Man loses and has to go and get, you know, juiced up with the, the meteor shard, uh, Cutman asks him if he's getting hot under the collar. And Proto Man deadass says, good bots finish last. Hello? <laughs> what the fuck, Proto Man? Uh... You can't do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, and you... and then sorry. One one last thing is that while getting roasted by piss, uh, like mid, everyone's like you know screaming and getting electrocuted. Gutsman just turns to everyone else and says, "I think we need a new plan." In like a normal, not pained voice, while while being electrocuted, I, I found it very funny. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Gutsman is the only character who would do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Who would just forget to be hurting. <laughs> He's, like, sad. He's, like, disappointed. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, I thought this plan would work. Damn. Guess we won't be beating Mega Man today, folks. Damn. Thought we had him this time. <laughs> Alright, so... Is it, is it time? Is it is it time to... Well, let's go through the rest of the trivia section first. Okay. Fun... Oh, wait. That's the wrong one. Trivia. Face-off between Mega Man and Proto Man with Wily's bots was a tip of the hat to the old <laughs> Spaghetti West... To the old... To the old Spaghetti Western movies. If you listen carefully to the beginning of that scene, Mega Man tries to sound like Clint Eastwood. Unfortunately, that does not link to a Mega Man knowledge base page <laughs> Clint, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood. It's a um, tip, of the, ne- tip of the cowboy hat, you might say. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next piece of trivia is that the Batontons make an appearance in this episode. <laughs> As I said, like a major feature of the episode, not really like a trivia segment, but sure. Uh, and the song playing at the end of the credits is She by the band Smile. Okay, so cut this if you like. What if this week's obituary was for the <laughs> band Smile? Oh, for the band. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's written in the past tense! Yes! <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I need to. I need to see... Years active, 1968 to 1970, end, 1992, end, 2018 to 20. Yo, smile! <laughs> they came back for one year to be on Mega Man! <laughs> 
and then came back for another one year last year. <laughs> well, yeah, two years ago. But is it? It's my turn, right? Uh, is it? I think so. <clears throat> it's time now to say goodbye to a treasured member <laughs> of this this week's episode. <laughs> <clears throat> Smile, we're a hard rock trio from North South. <laughs> North- <laughs> I'm just so broken up. Yeah. Much like the band Smile. <laughs> Smile, we're a hard rock trio from Southern California that sang the song She at the end of the Mega Man cartoon series episode Showdown at Red Gulch. The track was originally from the band's album McKee. According to former Smile bassist Aaron Sonnenberg, singer, guitarist, Mega Man knowledge base. <laughs> According to former Smile bassist Aaron Sonnenberg, singer, guitarist Mike Rosas didn't know what he was trying to write when he wrote the song, other than he was trying to mimic You Really Got Me by The Kinks. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. The group has been compared to fellow California rockers Kias. I think that's Caius, but that's fine. Caius. Smile formed in 1992 by classmates Mike Rosas and Aaron Sonnenberg. The two placed an, oh. the two placed a one ad for a drummer, which led them to find Scott Reeder. And with Reeder on drums, Sonnenberg on, bra- on brass, <laughs> on bass. <laughs> Mega, Mega Man and Brass. <laughs> on guitar and lead vocals, the lineup was complete. A while after forming, the band released a se- <laughs> seven inch EP. You can do it. <laughs> seven inch EP called Resin and a single called Amanita. Following them was the band's full length debut album, Maquis. The album was originally released in September 1994 on the San Diego based record label Headhunter. Distributed by Cargo Music. Atlantic Records heard the album and offered the band a major label deal, and Atlantic re-released the album in July 1995. Upon the re-release, the band enjoyed a minor radio hit with Staring at the Sun. The single's minor success persuaded the band to quit their day jobs and move (laughs) out of their parents' houses, and they spent nearly a year and a half on the road promoting McKee. They found themselves opening shows for bands like Civ, who also contributed a song to the Mega Man cartoon series, ironically. <laughs> Hang on. They contributed a song to the Mega Man cartoon series, ironically. <laughs> Early did, irony posting? <laughs> or does this... Or did this... Does this mean... Is this meant to say coincidentally? Yeah, I think that, yeah. It's just that without a, uh, without a comma and, like, you know, with specifically the word ironically, it just makes it look like they did it, you know, as performance art. And Everclear and Silverchair. Sometime in 1996, the band released another EP called Masterlocks Plus Three. Sometime in 1996, of course. Uh, by 1997, the band had decided to leave Atlantic because they felt a sense of resistance from the label, and they didn't feel comfortable with the new staff members that came on board as a result of an upper management shakeup at the label the year before. They were still under contract with Headhunter, however. Soon afterwards, Sonnenberg left the band because he didn't like touring the way Rosas and Reader did. He was replaced by Bob Thompson, and in 1998, they released their second full-length album, Girl Crushes Boy. <laughs> the album was a hit in Southern California. A while after the band expanded to a quartet by adding keyboardist Matt Fletcher, Reader left the band to join Fu Manchu. Fletcher suggested his brother James as a replacement. Smile disbanded in 2003. <laughs> Mike Rosas is currently the frontman and guitarist for the group's Satisfaction. The band briefly reunited in 2013 to perform a series of live gigs. When Rita left the band to join Fu Manchu, as like, just as a traveling companion? Like, or was Fu Manchu a band? Like... I assume Fu Manchu is a band. Okay, cool. Uh, but it's not bolded the way that every other yeah. key w- word is in this big wall of text. Uh, this is under the category of bands on the Mega Man fandom. Ooh, how many other articles are there? Ooh, there are, there are at least two others. Yeah. 
Save uh, those for another time. <laughs> I assume some of these might be like from anime OPs. Yeah, could well be. So rest in peace, Smile. I didn't know who you were before today, and I won't know who you are tomorrow. <laughs> I really couldn't get through that text, huh? I, it was bad text. It was bad text. <laughs> also, I just couldn't. I just couldn't read. <laughs> <sighs> we have an email. We do have an email. You can send questions to that email. It's rushjetradio at gmail.com, I think. That is completely accurate. What is it? Uh, wait, what, the email? Yeah, what's the email? As in, do you want me to read you the email? <laughs> I just wanted to say it again, I don't know. Wait, what? Oh, rushjetradio at gmail.com, right. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't know whether you wanted me to read you the body of the email, which I am also oh, no. ready to do, if you like. Yes, please do that. All right, so... This one comes. Wait, do we read out the email? The emailer's name or like what? I don't know what the. Just the first name. Okay. I, my po- personal policy is to stick to first name or screen name. That's a that's a that's a that's a good policy. All right. So uh, this all right. This one is from this one is from Joe, uh, who signed the email OT Genesis from Twitch chat. So I think they uh, they watch our Mega Man live streams, which you should also watch at twitch.tv slash curlebrace. Uh, hello, Curly and slash or Nora. Hello. Big fan of the podcast and streams. I have no intention of watching the original Mega Man animated series, so everything you describe from the show could be bullshit, <laughs> and I wouldn't know. I've already expressed strong sentiments to Curly about your lack of ideas for potential fetish-driven episodes. This is true. This has happened. Hence, I've got a question of my own that will hopefully be more slash less revealing of the amount of brain poisoning the internet has done to you. You're Dr. Wiley, and have decided to run for public office, in a more democratic approach to world domination. Sadly, you've been terribly busy, and didn't think to build politics-savvy robot masters, and it turns out Elect Man isn't short for Election Man, <laughs> so you have to settle for your current cast of robot masters for aid in the upcoming election. What's the makeup of your campaign team and campaign slogan? Regards, OT underscore Genesis from Twitch chat. And then there's a PS here about RPGs that you should probably read. Okay. Um. Hmm. Well, I guess Airman could like throw flyers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> um. Uh, fuck! How do you do an election? Okay, so you need, uh, so this is to this is to get us elected, right? So we're getting, you know, we're trying to we're trying to market ourselves. So we need you need you need a strategist, right? Uh, what else do you need? Actually, it does just say robot masters for aid in the upcoming election. So I think it doesn't just need to be, you know, it, it could be anything, right? It could be team to organize your campaign it could be people to dig up dirt on your opposition or it could even mm-hmm. you know i i guess it's it's about democratic approaches to world domination so i, I don't know i feel like I'd, I'd still want at least one wet work robot i do want shade man to be keeping tabs on my on my opponents slash you know i think guts man will have the job of checking uh, voter registration lists and uh, killing people who are voting for my opponent. <laughs> Is it uh, who? You know they uh, the episode where they were shrinking the cities. Who drove the car in that episode? Gutsman. Gutsman is driving my bus. I think. <laughs> uh, campaign slogan is "Vote or die." <laughs> Or, you know, in some cases it'll be vote and die because we've got robot masters so we can kill people on the way to the yeah. polling station, right? Yeah. Um, what else? What else does a campaign really need? Dr. Wiley, engineering the future. <laughs> Did you... Wait. I don't know. I think I think all you really need is to pass out flyers and have a... <laughs> that is, yeah, that's all that you've ever needed to do. 
So Airman, <laughs> Airman is the only choice, <laughs> and maybe uh, maybe Dustman. I think Dustman form if you just put him on, you know, blow instead of suck. Uh huh. So to speak. Uh, um. Hmm. What I else? Think... I feel like there's I feel like there's a robot master that I want as like a strategist, but I can't think who it is. Brightman, maybe. I bet I bet he's got a few oh, bright ideas. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just want... Uh, Iceman to answer the phones. Yeah, yeah. Iceman answering the phones would be good. Hey, you ever think about how we haven't seen Iceman since the episode where he betrayed Dr. Wily? What did Wily do to him? <laughs> did, is he in a closet somewhere in pieces? Possible. It's quite possible. He also could just have been, like, you know, killed. Like, as in, like... I don't know, smelted down or something. Iceman, as we know it, may no longer exist. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like if we're, uh, oh, hang on, so in, in the case that, yeah, we are specifically Dr. Wily, uh, I don't know, I feel like I could play up, play up the fact that basically Dr. Wy- Dr. Light controls the world, you know. Like Dr. Dr. Every uh, the uh, the whole world is uh, like quite transparently uh, just Play-Doh in Dr. Light's hand. So mounting a, a serious opposition to that would probably play pretty well, I think. You get some yeah. people in some online comment sections to start doing their own research on the truth about Dr. Light <laughs> controlling the weather, that kind of thing. His portfolio just lists him holding every every office. <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying is that I think that in a cynical 2020s reboot of the Mega Man Ruby Spears cartoon, Dr. Wily could probably whip up some sort of InfoWars-style frenzy if he wanted mm-hmm, to get elected. Mm-hmm. You think that's like Toad Man? <laughs> <laughs> is that Toad Man's job? You think Toad Man's the one who has the Fucking microphone? Hell. <laughs> <laughs> I watched fucking on the on the subject of Infowars style frenzies. I watched a Scanner Darkly again recently. You know, Alex Jones is in that movie as Alex Jones doing his Alex Jones thing. That would just not happen today. Oh my god! And he like gets bundled into a bus and you know into into the back of a van, and it's like evidence that. You know, the state has gone mad with power, and it's like, I see what you're doing here, but, like, that's Alex Jones! Yeah. The reason I suggested Toad Man is that just Alex Jones is kind of reminds yeah, me of that. Yeah, that's that. I, I got that. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm done with this. <laughs> 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 I got nothing. All right, my uh, yeah, I, I my bright man runs my campaign. Shade man assassinates my opponents. Toad man whips up a, a frenzy for me on on uh, infowily dot com, and uh, my my campaign slogan is: Have you seen the other guy? Uh, I have Airman handing out flyers, and my <laughs> slogan is. Uh, engineering the future. <laughs> you, uh, That's my do, campaign. Do you, do you know that's a... Like, is that a conscious Android Netrunner bit, or not? No, okay. I don't know what that, that is. is a, that is an a, a, the actual slogan of the uh, uh, Bio-Cyborg Corporation faction of Android Netrunner. Oh, cool. Yeah. No, it'll be on the trivia page as just a, a, a tip of the hat. <laughs> A tip of a cowboy hat. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for the great email. And if you've got a similarly great email in your brain at home, you should uh, email it to us and then we can read it on the show. If emails are hard, because I know emails are hard, you can also DM the podcast on Twitter. You can do Rush that. Radio. We'll, we'll get to that People do that for Journal Updated. So. All right, cool. Well, I think that brings us to a not-so-graceful conclusion of this episode of Rush Jet Radio. Uh, Nora, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Neither Nora. You can find the stuff that I do at Neither... No, at NoraBlake.online. Nope. <laughs> no, not that. At NoraBlake.online. Cool. 
How can they find you online? You can find me at twitter.com slash curl underscore e underscore brace or twitch.tv slash curl e brace or one word. Uh, and that's where I'll post everything else. So if you are at those two places, you're pretty golden. We're going to be doing a Mega Man game episode in the next couple weeks. We are. Mega Man 3 looms large. Yeah, we had to delay it a little bit, but, you know, we're back. We're getting back into the swing of things, so uh, look forward to that. And speaking of things that you should look forward to, after this, directly after this, we're going to record an episode of Import Audio, which is a Patreon subscriber-only show that is great and you should listen to. Uh, so you, to do that, you should subscribe to the Export Audio Patreon. Which, Where can you find that? That's a that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> you can find it at patreon.com slash export audio okay. or export odd.io fancy yeah we want to get a website for the network at some point but neither of us know how to do it um, have you spoken to the people we know who have a website for their network no you should do that we haven't actually like taken any steps okay but we do want to take steps <laughs> <laughs> wanting to take a step is like the first sort of half step you know, it's the first step is wanting to take. Yeah, exactly. It's the most. The, the, what's the most important step a man can take? <laughs> hmm. You'll have to read Oathbringer by Brandon Sanderson to find that out. <laughs> That's the podcast. That is the podcast. Until next time. Now you've got our podcast. Now you've got our podcast. Da -da -da. What? No, it was great.